Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. I guess we'll never know. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Denver Stiffs show. It is your hosts, Gordon Gross and Zach Mikosh. Somebody messaged me on Discord right when I was in halfway through hosts, and that's why I kind of came out there a little. It was like it's like I felt like I had a mouthful <laughs> of pudding or something. I'm gonna push that one out of there. Zach, you got you, Gordon Gross, the host, Denver Stiff Show. We are here. Gordon, how the heck are you, sir? Doing good. Nuggets had a good week, so I had a good week. Nuggets did have a good week. I mean, well, if you go all the way back to, what was it, Tuesday, I guess, that one didn't go so well for them against the 76ers. Just kind of I mean, they still played well. They didn't, they didn't tank it. They just, you know, didn't get a stop when they needed it. But yeah, it was still exactly. a good game. Exactly. Just, yeah. And, that, and that's going to happen against the, uh, a very good team on the on when you're on the road. Like that's yeah that that is home court advantage coming to uh, coming to fruition. There, of course, it's annoying. I've already seen you know Sixers fans like responding to Nuggets tweets with just like the box score. So you know, hang another banner for uh, for the Sixers defeated the Nuggets on uh, January sixteenth, twenty twenty four. Yeah, right look, man, right next to the you Embiid scored forty two points last year. If, yeah. if you don't have anything else, then you hang your number on that. It's fine. Like, I, I think Embiid is amazing. It's just that he needs to be amazing when it matters. Yeah. And, like, and so far, and he hasn't done do. that. You know, but this right. year looks like it could be different. So props to him. Stay healthy. Yeah, he looks absolutely dominant. I mean, it's – it's the MVP award is certainly his – I think his to lose if, at this if point. If he makes the cutoff. If he makes the cutoff, that's a great point. He's going to play those 65 games. So that might be uh, what does him in, which will immediately throw into, I think, uh, into question the, the rule that just got stated this year, right? Like, Yep. Um, if it be the, plays the like inaugural version games, of that. Yeah, exactly. Right. If he plays 62 games and is as dominant as he's been so far, like, should he still probably be the MVP? I would say so. But, um, <clears throat> You know, we'll see. I guess that's a that's a very good point. We'll have to see how that uh, that goes for him. We're not going to really talk about that Philly game, though. It was practically ancient history. We'll start with the weekend that was for the Denver Nuggets Friday night, hand Boston their very first loss in Boston, and then come back on Sunday take care of business uh, against the Warriors. Let's start with the game in Boston, Gordon. I mean, how how encouraged are you by it? Do you take a ton from the fact that they're that they won in Boston and no team has done that, or is it just a hey, good win on the, in the regular season against a good team? Uh, it's one of eighty-two, and we move on. Well, I think it still proves that Boston doesn't have an answer for what the Nuggets are doing. 
Um, don't have an answer and, for Jokic, right? Right, but that's, but they I mean the they don't have an answer for that pick and roll either. And right. I thought that they would. I I my was concerned not that the Nuggets would lose, but that I wanted to see how Jamal Murray would play against a squad with that many wing defenders. Like, right. They have and he had so no many problem. guys. No, he just he, he just breathes through it. Made all his shots, extremely efficient. Um, yeah, he had it was a little vintage, trouble. vintage Jamal for sure. Yeah, yeah, little little trouble with uh, uh, having uh, Brown and Tatum, who were bigger than him, backing him down on defense. But otherwise, like it was really good. And the Nuggets airballed and messed up so many shots. Um, they also gave up coming up with the win was great. I say, let me look. I want to look at it to see if sure. I was like, they also gave up a bajillion offensive rebounds in that game. Yeah, uh, but like half of them were on like two plays. Like they had, they had right. like two possessions where they just could not buy a rebound. It's like it's twelve. Fun. It feels like it feels like it was way more than twelve. It feels like it, yeah, it feels like they had Boston had twelve offensive rebounds on three possessions. Right, but, uh, and maybe that's basically what it was. But yeah, there were some some painful ones where they just couldn't could secure that board. But yeah, I mean, you ultimately you come out and. Um, you get a win in Boston in, in what ends up being a, a very defensive battle. You know, it started out that uh, that first half was it was decently high scoring. Yes. Uh, particularly, at least, you know, Denver was, because uh, they were trailing at the half. Denver was not really stopping um, Boston. Anyway, I think they had 61 in the first half. But then they hold them to just 39 points in that second half. Uh, that is... Uh, that is outstanding. I, I I'm like you. I you know it is it ultimately it's it's one out of eighty two. So you can't read right. too much into it. But I was very curious to see. Okay, now you have Chris Stapps Porzingis, uh, yep. and you have Al Horford. Which interestingly, they decided not to start Al Horford for this game. They start him sometimes. Uh, they bring him off the bench uh, for this one, which I thought was a a curious choice because as we saw, um, and as we have seen time and again over their careers, like Chris Stapps Porzingis. Uh, cannot defend Nicole Jokic one on one. Like it's he's not big enough. He's he's long enough. He's he doesn't have the strength uh, right. to not just get bodied in the post time <laughs> and time again. And I I was interested to see because I was like, well, Al Horford's probably better. Uh, not that Jokic has had a ton of trouble taking Horford one on one either. But it's like, but Horford's probably better than Porzingis at guarding him one-on-one. And then that allows you to do what, you know, what teams want to do when they, they play a pitch. Okay. Let's have somebody be able to defend him in the post. That's not our rim protector. And then we can let that guy kind of float around and come and help. I thought we would see more of that from Boston. We did a little bit, but it, it, there really was uh, just no answer for Jokic in the game. I mean, Jamal, uh, Jamal was, was making, it was, at the full height of his his tough shot maker ability, right? Like there was, oh you know, yeah, he did have he had some great defenders on him, whether it was <clears throat> Tatum or Brown or even Drew Holiday. But like he flat out was he had that that step back fadeaway, you know, he was cooking with that thing all night long. Um, it basically and that system of his layups, his finishing uh, was top notch in that game as well. You know that that was it was a classic Jamal effort. But the you I think Jamal can do that against. You know, basically anybody when he's going like that. Jokic was like, this was like a systematic, like, yet yeah, you don't have the players to stop him. Like you can't, you're going to have to double team him every time, which they, you know, they, they tried a lot of the game to not double team Jokic. Uh, we saw a lot of that in this, on this road trip, but uh, it, it just didn't work. It flat out 
did work, obviously. And he scores 34 points on 22 shots and only four free throws. So I was encouraged from that sense of like, if we see the Celtics in the finals, that's that that's good for the Nuggets. I don't. I am not afraid of Boston uh, in a seven-game series because I don't think they can figure out to stop the others for four games. Yeah, Boston's a, a tremendous squad. It's just that they specifically do not match up excellently right. with the Nuggets. Right. They like, do not. They, they, it's just something they don't have because the Nuggets, it's very hard to match up with the Nuggets. Now, I do expect in the playoffs for them to blitz Murray a lot more. Um, sure. But the, the, there's variance in the Celtics game because they shoot a ton of threes and they're just right. okay at making them. Like, they're they're pretty good at making them, but they, they're streaky. And so if you catch them during a hot streak, they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, right. But if, if you don't, and the Nuggets in the first half, they were just getting three to death. Yep. Um, and it just, it just didn't carry over for the game. And once they, once they just started missing a couple threes, it got much harder for the uh, Celtics to go ahead and implement their game plan when Murray and Jokic just cooked them. Just cook them in in the in the paint and you know inside the three point line. So, right, yeah. I mean, when you if if the Boston Celtics are going to shoot, uh, if if Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are going to shoot two of seventeen from three point yep. land, which that can happen, like then that they're going to be in trouble. You can have a great performance out of a guy you're not expecting, like they did out of Derek White. Uh, right. It's still not going to be enough because uh, those two guys aren't hitting their threes. You know, yeah, I mean, Chris Stepps had a, had a had a he had a really good first half. He kind of faded there in the second half. Yes, uh, of that game, and and but he still had a, you know had a solid night as well. Um, but right, but I, not, I like the switch that they did of putting MPJ on him. I wanted them to do that from yeah. the start. Uh, Chris Stepps is not a I will back you down scorer. So right, exactly. Yeah, and and he, he can't just turn around and shoot over Mike. Right. You know, yes, yep. he's still bigger than Mike, but Mike is big enough. Right. Like, yeah, he can shoot over Aaron Gordon. Uh, right. He's, yeah, right. he's not going to shoot over Mike for sure. I, I thought that was a good adjustment as well. It also then allows you to take Aaron Gordon, a really great defender, and put him on Tatum, you know, and, Correct. And, and, or or have him on Jalen Brown and have KCP on Tatum, which they, they, they did a lot of that too. Yep. Uh, as well. So it really, it really helps if you can put Mike on Porzingis from a defensive standpoint, it really helps your. Uh, your lineups and your matchup uh, with that team because it really puts your your you can put your strongest wing defenders on their strongest wing scores uh, and feel pretty good about that. So yeah, like I said, I think I think Boston, um, like I said, a fantastic team, definitely definitely a championship contender. But uh, the matchup with the Nuggets is, is tough too because also they you know Boston wants to play a ton of small wings like they they want to play. They they want to do what they did with their starting lineup uh, against Denver. They want to put Porzingis at the five, uh, right. and then basically play four wings around him. Uh, you, it's tough against the Nuggets because the Nuggets are huge on the wings, uh, and so you you really are. Uh, we saw this you know a lot. Uh, well, we didn't see it. he didn't do it against Boston. It was actually uh, against Washington, but but it opens you up to that also getting bullied by. Uh, Aaron Gordon, right? Like if you're going to have, if, if Porzingis is defending um, Jokic, then that means, that means either, either Jason Tatum or, or Jalen Brown is, is defending Aaron Gordon. Like that's, that's an advantage that he can take it. Uh, or that's yep. something he can take advantage of down low, play a little bully ball. Like I said, he did me actually a really uh, quiet night offensively uh, against Boston. Had a great, great night defensively, but 
didn't, didn't do much on the offensive standpoint. Uh, but that is something that I would be concerned about if I'm Boston uh, playing this team, if you're going to do the, the Chris Stapps with, with Tatum, Brown, White, and Well, and the thing is, I don't know how they get out of the East doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to get past Bede, Philadelphia. And they've got, and they won. They've also got Giannis out there. So yeah, like, Giannis, who plays next to Brooke Lopez, who's like – Who's a jaw? huge. Yeah, it gives you a bunch of size as well, right? So right, and he can stretch you out. So right. it's uh, the I'm not sure how well Boston's going to match up specifically with the size of what I would consider to be the other great teams um, right. in the East. And I mean, even the Knicks are there. Like the Knicks have Artenstein, who's a really good, uh, you well, know, interior Mitchell, big uh, Mitchell Robinson too. So. Yeah, Mitch Rob. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, just insane amounts of scoring. And again, Boston has invested in these defensive wings. So even without uh, Marcus Smart, you know, they've still got um, just a ton of guys who can harass a ball um, pick and roll, uh, you know, point guard um, and try to get him out of actions, try to get the ball out of his hands. But it, uh, I'm just not sure that. Um, that's going to work in a seven game series. They're going to have to make their shots. Um, right. and, and that's, what's going to be fun, man, is that the East, I, I don't think the East is better than the West, but I, I do think that the top of the East is set up to really mess with the other top teams in the East. So right. that's, what's going to be the fun part is that guys have loaded up to try to get to the finals against the Nuggets or whoever comes out of the West, but you know, this is a Nuggets podcast, so I assume it's going to be Denver. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's anybody else in the West I'm too, uh, too afraid of. I forgot though. I was just going to mention that Mitchell Robinson is now, but he uh, he went down for the year like a couple weeks ago, so it's probably about a month ago now, actually. Like I said, Hartenstein. So scratch is, that. But yeah, Hartenstein's Hartenstein's having a a resurgence uh, out there in. Um, in New York, New York's team also that might be active at the deadline. So you're, uh, they already picked up Ananobi. We'll see how much more they do now. Ananobi but. for them is such a good pickup, though. Especially, yeah. uh, you know, again, if you're trying to mess with Boston, you need a guy like Ananobi who yeah. can just harass Tatum or Brown or both. Is right. big enough to do any kind of switching that I you want. The thing that too is like the Knicks are probably still trying to get Bruce Brown. Uh, they keep saying Bruce, that. Bruce Brown definitely wants to go play in New York. That's for sure. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, the Knicks are right. They're, they they got they've got uh, certainly Ananobi helps them with that big defensive wing that they didn't really. I mean, Emmanuel quickly was um, a good player certainly, but they they didn't have that guy. He wasn't like the size. Had. He didn't have the right. size. Yep, exactly. Who's who's big enough to you can throw him on it? Who's you know essentially their their version, a smaller version of Aaron Gordon, right? Is basically what they're right. using uh, OG Ananobi for. Um, we'll talk about the Knicks here a little bit in a little bit. Let's not let's not skip skip ahead here too fast. Let's let's move on to the game against Washington, the lowly Wizards. Uh, Nuggets have no problem. Took care of that one. Probably the final score may look a little bit closer than it actually was. Uh, the you know, to the to the Wizards' credit, credit, they never fully caved. Uh, and Kyle Kuzma was still trying to bomb some threes back in there with a couple minutes left, and that's why it ends up only being a nine-point win. Nuggets, for the most part, stayed about 15 points ahead uh, yep. from from about the you know maybe second quarter, mid second quarter on, or second really from the second high half uh, moving forward. Uh, the, the, obviously the very interesting, I think most interesting note about 
that game would be the decision to just not double Nicole Jokic at all. I don't, I don't know if they ever doubled him once. Uh, Joker, of course, goes for 42 points on just 20 shots uh, based off of that decision. And in the Nuggets, like I said, never, never really struggled. I don't tell uh, I Hey, kudos to Wes Unsell Jr. for for trying it, right? Uh, we, we've, people teams have always talked about that. Like, we're going to make Jokic a score. I've never seen somebody commit to the bit, you know, for a full. Never changed. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah. we're doing this to the bitter end. Yep. Uh, Daniel Gafford probably hates Wes Unsell uh, after that or one. Or vice but, versa. Uh, yeah, or yeah, something, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I tweeted that out from Stiff Scout. I was like, I don't know what Gaffer did to piss piss Wes Unseld off, but man, he got he got a full game of one on one with no help. Uh, clearly, a strategy that at least for Washington, not did not bring them any fruit uh, in that game. Uh, you know, no. the other I, thing I mean, the Nuggets, the Nuggets jogged through it, right? Like they weren't they were yeah. never in any danger. They did play their starters the whole game, but the starters yeah. played at like half speed. They were just yeah. like, yeah, this is fine. We're in control. We're staying controlled. We're not quitting on the game or whatever, but we're just going to let Jokic carry us, and the rest of us are just going to kind of like jog right. around the court, take right. it They're easy, like, don't get hurt. Everybody's like, we don't really have – we only have to play defense tonight because they're just going to single-team Jokic. So on offense, it's pretty easy to get the ball to Jokic to the post and yep. we'll let him go to work. It was uh, – that, like I said, we said a great, great success – uh, with that strategy, which you know, hey, like that's fine if you can if you can play it at 80% speed and win against excuse me against the Washington Wizards. Um, you know, you take that, you save your energy for for the upcoming fourth and fifth game of your road trip. It's yep. really really probably handled it about as 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 well as you could you could want from the Nuggets on that one. You know, all starters still end up getting. Uh, and double figures. It was not a good game for for Jamal. One game off of like looking like a pure killer. This was uh, a game looking like a hero ball Jamal, which is which is never good. But uh, you know, I mean, it was it was overall just like you said. I I don't have any huge takeaways from this game. Well, I well, can't mean anything, right? Like, I mean, that's the the problem is the they're so bad, like. The the wizards are so bad, so bad that like I I don't know the the only takeaway is the Nuggets showed up for work, they did their work, they didn't get hurt, they took care of business getting the road win, and they saved a bunch of energy for the last two games of this road trip. Daniel Gafford's making a lot of money, right? Too much money, I should say. Well, I was going to say, uh, probably more than he should. To be to be well, no, no to too much Gaffer, to be the backups to be the backup center in Denver. Oh yeah, making yeah. Too much money. He's making like fourteen million per right about 12, 12 million this year, and then yeah, he's still got two more seasons on him. Yep, too much too much money. But like that, that I was I, I would love to have him as like a backup center. I wouldn't want him as my starter, but um, I definitely wouldn't want him at over twelve million a season. Uh, but yeah, I was just kind of a sidebar there because that's going to take me to the other uh the other. Note I have from the Wizards game, which is I guess I'll I'll put it as a question. I'll give you a, a lead in here before we start our fast break bets with a a prop bet you won't find anywhere, but it would be interesting to see uh, next time how many games put it over under Gordon. How many games until Zeke Naji gets actual rotation minutes again? All of them. 
<laughs> like that, that's kind of how it feels like because he, he plays in this Wizards game. He actually gets uh, actual rotation minutes. Malone puts him in in the uh, in the first half, um, and he picks up three fouls in about how many minutes did he? Five minutes. He played five minutes. Yeah. Three fouls, and in the second half, DeAndre Jordan came in, and that felt it felt like that. That's it for for Zeke. Like that was he, he finally got an opportunity, and he just blew it. So bad, and it goes back to what we were talking about. Last, it seems like we always were talking about Zeke on the pod. Uh, we were talking about this last week, though, with him. And it, how did he pick up his fouls by illegal screens, right? Not being yep. able to set a pick. And we talked about this. You can't. The pick and roll game is just not there with Zeke Dushi because he can't set a screen. And while DeAndre Jordan can't shoot outside of two feet away from the rim. And while DeAndre Jordan is like 35 and definitely probably didn't want to get regular minutes this season, he can at least set a screen and roll to the basket and finish at the rim. And like, that's something. So it doesn't give any, also doesn't get bodied on, on the boards, which, which we saw that was the issue with Zeke, you know, at the get go, we saw that starting in preseason. So to me, this game, when it's like you finally got your chance, and and, and one of the biggest glaring issues of, of you and, and not being able to run pick and roll, uh, you just exasper- exasperated it so much to the point where was, you got five minutes and got coach so frustrated that he didn't even put you back in the game. Like, yeah, that feels like... Against the Wizards. Against the I, Wizards, too. <laughs> wait, wait, he gave you the softest landing spot he could find. Um and just and like he just crashed. Right. And I, I feel so bad for Zeke because it's one yeah. of these things where you know you know he wants it. You know he it's not like effort is ever a problem for Zeke. He tries really hard, but he can't keep his rhythm getting, you know, a game every six games, you know, for five or eight minutes. And he also doesn't deserve more than that. Because when right. he gets in the game every five fifth or sixth game. He can't handle his business. So, like, if you're not rebounding and you can't shoot and you're just fouling people on the picks that you set, like, what exactly would you say that you do here? Yeah, what would you do here? He's... And I, I don't understand uh, how he's supposed to convince anyone to give him minutes if the minutes look like that against a team that is objectively terrible. Like, there's right. no way Malone can rely on you in a bench rotation that just needs to not make Nikola Jokic come back in early. Like, right. we're just trying to give the guy a full set of minutes sitting down where he doesn't have to worry that his lead is going to get set on fire. And Zeke just hasn't proven that he can be out there for those minutes, and I don't know when he gets the next chance to prove it. Um, other yeah, than a back-to-back, you know, where DeAndre had to play a bunch for some reason. Right, right. Well, yeah, because we also saw in the Boston game, um, Malone went with he went with the playoff rotation, right? He only went, yep. he only played eight, I believe, that game. Um, yep. Justin Holiday didn't play a ton either. Uh, so, like, he, he's definitely at the point now where he's he's gonna he's willing to roll that out, and clearly he wanted to roll that out against you know a playoff a uh, finals caliber team. Right. Um, so that's you, that makes you think that's definitely definitely the plan once we go once we go into uh, the postseason. So if if Zeke's not even able to get regular season at minutes, let alone being squeezed out in the postseason, like yeah, I don't. Um, 
I don't know where you go with him from here. The problem with him is he's he's a tweeter. He's like a classic tweeter. He's not big enough to play the five. Uh, and he can't sit, you know, that lack of size hurts him on the boards, hurts his ability to set a screen. Now, he could, he could be better at screening by just practicing that. Like, I mean, Jamal Murray sets screens. Uh, so it is possible for him to be um, – for him to be even uh, a, a better screener, but he's not for whatever reason. Um, yet at the same time, like he's not, he's too big. He's not fast enough laterally to be. Uh, Zeke was always like building this guy's like he can defend one through five. And then when I was watching his rookie season, I was like, I don't know he could defend anything other than maybe four and five. And now it's like, I don't think he can defend fives either. Like Zeke is, is purely like a power forward. And that right. a guy who could only defend power forwards, but not really the the more quick and agile ones out at the perimeter. Like that's a that's a guy who needs to be playing in 1997, not 2024. Well, the the problem that Zeke has right is that he has quick feet, um, and so you hope that he can stay with guys, and staying with them but getting beat all the time is not where it's at. But he right. did used to be better at that, but that is with you know, getting actual minutes that you can count on. Right. Um, and right now he can't get those, but he also used to be able to shoot a little bit. And now he yeah. can't do that either. So if you can't really shoot hurts. and, you know, he, he has quick feet, he can stay on the perimeter. You know, he used to be able to take threes and then switch onto fours. And you know what I mean? Bang right. inside. And, and it, it he's just, he's out of position on rebounds all the time. All the time. He gets pushed under the basket so easy. Um, he can't hold his position. He's not, uh, doesn't have great hands. Um, and so energy isn't enough. This is one of those things where it's not like you can have him as your bench energy rebounder because he's he's energy, but he doesn't rebound like that. Um, right. Not consistently anyway. Right. Yeah, and um, honestly, and- like the... Let's say the role that he would fill in your rotation right now, you've already got somebody better doing it, and that's Peyton Watson, right? Like yes. that's that's what what you kind of at home because he can't be your backup five because we've seen now like pretty clearly like he doesn't he can't fill that role. The He's role you would hope him to fill, you would hope he'd be able to fill. Then if you can't do that, would be the role that Peyton Watson is is filling. But as for all the reasons we said, I mean, you know, Peyton is does have all the lateral quickness, still basically gives you about yep. the same amount of length, a little bit less, but not not decent rebounds, blocks, right? You know, good rebounder, a good defender, can can knock down his threes. Like he's he's at least feel you feel he's like league average at knocking down his threes. So and he's not afraid uh, to shoot him either, right? Like right. that's the thing is the Nuggets spent a lot of time encouraging Peyton to shoot his threes. And now it doesn't feel like Zeke Zeke is never out at the line like he used to be. Like right. as a as a rookie or a second year guy, he would hang oh, out no, at the three point line. See, he's playing like he's DeAndre Jordan. Like that's that's where he right. is on offense now, and it's it's yeah, it doesn't again. He, but he doesn't have that 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 finishing that that lob gravity that even Jordan will give you um, to at least give you some sort of space. But he's not just, a legit seven footer, so he doesn't right. have the ability to go up and grab those rebounds or, you know, the guy's six, nine. Right. And, and right. if you're six, nine, you're, and you aren't going to shoot, like you've got to do something. And so I, like I said, I feel really bad for Zeke. It's not like he is an unskilled player. 
But the things that he needs to work on, he cannot work on in the regular season for the Nuggets anymore. Like the Nuggets are, we're after the halfway point now. The Nuggets are going to start cutting their rotations down. Right. You 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 know you know which guys can handle their business in the rotation that you're giving them. Right. I mean, more or less, the Nuggets are down to nine now. They were playing ten. Now they're basically playing nine. We'll check that. But when Strother comes back, they're just going to go with wings. They're just going to yeah. play more of a wing, you know, right. uh, yeah, you might see, out there. You might see a lot of Aaron Gordon at the five with Watson, Strother, Brown, and uh, what? Boy, we could talk a lot about Christian Brown. but uh, And then and then Reggie Jackson. And that could be your nine. And, and you're really not worried about playing a backup five at all. Right. right. Or, or you play Jordan if you needed right. a bigger guy. And then again, right. you have a bunch of wings around a five, right? You know, and you do it uh, with an inside-out kind of game, and it's fine. You can do that, but the guy who's not going to get those minutes is Najee. So, like I said, I have no idea when he gets rotation minutes again, other than in an emergency or because DeAndre is tired. Or yeah, or DeAndre gets hurt. That's really, really. Well, wait, wait, you better knock on some wood, man, because they don't have any other <laughs> options. We got Jay Huff. Come on now. Yeah, call up Huff for the G League. There you go. All right, let's move into our fast break bets section. Enough, uh, enough discussion on number one star of the show, Zeke Naji. Uh, we can we can move on. We'll get back to it next week, I'm sure. <laughs> Seems like since every week we're talking about Zeke. We do have a couple of bets, though, because the Nuggets uh, will transition now to looking forward to the rest of this week. Nuggets are playing, I guess most people are going to be listening to this Tuesday. So tonight, uh, if you're listening on Tuesday, against the Indiana Pacers, the new look Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I got two bets for you, Gordon. The first one, uh, both these bets are more based on odds uh, than anything, than any sort of hunch or belief that they might they might cash in. I just thought I was like, oh, that's pretty good money for for uh, an over under bet. So the first one, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, the over under on on threes for KCP is always set at one point five. He has uh, fallen short, I think, the past couple of games now. So maybe that's right. why now it's sitting at plus 140. I like I like Benton putting a little action at plus 140 on uh, on KCP for threes. It's simply because of nothing else. You know, he is the guy that's the, the probably the least the teams are least concerned about on offense. So he does end up. Uh, getting getting open out there quite a bit. It's just a matter of whether or not he's going to knock them down. Usually he does, though, at a, at a fairly high clip. He's right around a 40% you know, three-point shooter. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's Indiana. One of the reasons I wasn't trying to pick any sort of uh, specific, like, you know, matchup-based bets on this one was because it's, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, what Indiana is going to look like given the given the roster shakeup? I don't. Is is it going to be? No, he did play. He did play against Phoenix. Okay, so, um, but you know, you would assume Buddy Heald is probably defending, uh, quote unquote, KCP. So, like, I, I I like like that that option for uh, for him to knock down a couple of threes. Why not for for plus one forty? I don't think he can beat it. Plus 140 is pretty good. My only concern with it would be that um, people don't shoot threes against the Pacers. So, 
Uh, it's just the way that they defend. Now, with that said, I just watched what well, was the Clippers, right? Who just went at Buddy Heald until they murdered him. Um, when they scored way over like a 22 to nothing the, run. The Suns, not the Clippers. Ah, uh, you go. You're talking about the last game? Yeah, but the last game was against the Suns. But yeah, like, I don't believe in, in Heald as any kind of defender. But with Siakam out there, uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on with their defense anyway. Like, he hasn't been involved in um, in their defensive schemes for more than a couple of games. So, right. I, I, like, I'm with you. It's a very interesting matchup for me to see. Um, but Pope should be open. Like, if you're going to leave somebody open in Denver's offense, um, and Indiana is not a great defensive team there right. <laughs> at all. Like, they're, they're the second to worst in allowing points per game. Part of that is because they play so fast. Right. Um. So points per game, you know, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um. You know, but the the Pacers have the second highest, you know, pace in the league. So they just play really fast and they give up a lot of points and they score a lot of points. So right. there should be transition opportunities. There should be kickout threes. There should be all sorts of stuff sitting around waiting for the way that Denver plays. Because nobody else plays like Denver. Right. I, see, I hear you choking over there, but nobody else plays yeah, know, like right? Denver. Uh, we're so, trying not to uh, have a repeat of last week where I nearly die at the end of the pod. Exactly. I was wondering if you were just once again trying to trying to cough me off stage, but no. So uh, last last week you caught me on the front end of RSV. Now you're catching me on the back end of it. Yeah. Um, nasty stuff, man. It sticks with you. It sticks with you for a bit. Yeah, I um, I I, I agree. I mean, there's the. Indiana is a team that is not defensive-based. Obviously, I mean, getting Pascal Siakam, you think, <laughs> might change that a bit. But um, they also Yeah, but he, he, he won't be on Pope. If you, if you wanted to right, take that right. bet, you know, like the guys defending Pope are, you know, you're talking Buddy Heald. You're talking, you know, TJ McConnell might get switched on to him. Like, I, I mean, who's out there? Uh, taking him on. There's there's not going to be a lot of guys who are going to be out there facing Pope that you're like, oh, look out, that guy's going to get in, in his kitchen and stop him from getting right. up any shot that he wants. I, I do think the Nuggets have gone away from KCP recently as an offensive option. He's been shooting very little. But he has been, yeah. with that said, uh, I mean, if there's ever going to be a game, this, this seems like it would be it, especially if uh, I believe Michael Porter Jr. was on the uh, injury report again with illness. With illness, he's probably got the RSV as well. It's going right. around, and so I, I don't I don't expect him to be shooting like crazy, especially against somebody like Siakam. So he might get up some early shots when he's still feeling all right, and then as the game goes on, I kind of expect Mike to fade. So if that happens, then the guy who would be picking up the shots would be KCP. So yeah, no, I'm with I'm, you there. I'm uh, well, we'll get well, we'll, we'll get to this in a second. Um, so the other the other fast break that I have again for no reason other than it's it's plus one sixty five. Uh, to hit the over on this, Michael Porter Jr., just two. We need just two assists out of Mike. I don't know. I <laughs> generally almost never bet on Mike uh, passing the ball. That seems like you're feeling losing. brave this week. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That seems like a losing proposition uh, if you're gambling on that. Uh, but, you know, at plus 165, um, it, it could happen. It could happen. Here's the thing is, I guess what's going to be interesting about it. With Mike, is how much do they put Siakam on him 
versus Aaron Gordon because they've been playing Siakam at the four uh, early on at least and and basically playing with three smaller guys. Denver, you know, that might be with the team where you might say like, yeah, let's let's go back to Miles Turner and Jalen Smith. Um, right. As the five more, they didn't, they didn't trade Jalen Smith was one of the guys that they traded. Right? He's still on this on this roster. Hold on, doing some quick podcast checking. Power of internet says Jalen Smith still on the team. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I wouldn't, or or even if they want to start Obi Toppin, that's something they haven't done a lot. But you know, do you go back to that and then place Yakim at the three because then he matches up with Porter? Uh, right. That might that might be a way they would go. You know, and if that's the case, I could see Mike passing the ball up, you know, more than. Uh, more than he generally would when he's got a guy who's shorter than him and he could just flat out shoot over them. Like if they play, you know, I mean, if they play uh, Aaron Neesmith on Mike, I think he's going to, he's going to shoot a lot in, in the game. But if it's, if he does end up getting Siakam on him more, I could see him, you know, becoming just being forced to be more of a passer because Siakam does have the length uh, to defend him is, you know, has the ability to, to be a solid defender as well. Um, can can maybe give Mike some trouble there. So that, that's how I'm going to talk myself into betting this this plus one sixty five. Mike, if Mike in a give and go is fine with it, it just depends on whether or not. Usually, that give and go is to Jokic, yeah, and if Jokic is going to shoot instead of kick, then yeah, like Mike Mike can get to assist pretty easy because he'll right. they'll throw it out to Mike. Mike throws it back to him if he turns for the bucket instead of kicking it out again to someone else, then, you know, you're looking at easy assists for Mike. Right. And you only need two. Like, you only right. need two measly assists at plus 165. Uh, if you're feeling like gambling, why not? That's uh, that's as good, of, <laughs> good as anyone to, to gambling on. I always like gambling on. The last time I actually bet money was actually the last time that I just played the Pacers uh, because Bruce Brown, it was over under 0.53s. And I was like, well, it's, you know, he was, that was ring night in Denver against his former team. I was like, you know, Bruce is going to be shooting. And I was like, I bet you he gets at least one three. And I was like, I was like those bets when you only have to land one three pointer to win. Cause then it's, you know, you sit on every time the guy gets the ball on the, on the perimeter, you get to, you're sitting on the edge of your seat. So that's always fun. Right. You know, maybe we'll, we'll be on the edge of my seat for every time Mike passes the ball uh, this time around. And that might, might make it a little more entertaining in case this game gets gets away from well, I expect it to be a competitive game in general. Um, while I cough. Uh, well I do my... expect it to be I do expect it to be competitive, honestly. Like the uh, the Pacers at home are extremely good. Right. Um like and the Nuggets are in the middle of a very long road trip. Um, that, and everybody would be perfectly fine if they dropped this one and then picked up the one against New York to finish that. New York uh, came home. Brody three and two, like everybody would be yep. happy. Yep. No, yeah, exactly. Except for Michael. So, but, you know. Yeah, but what well, Malone was like, I can't believe we lost against, you know, the Sixers. And it's, but right. Malone hates losing any battle. I understand it. That's why one of the reasons he's a very good coach. So, right. <laughs> like, the, the guys are like, look, man, it's just one game. And Malone's like, every game counts. So, uh, but it, honestly, I, there would be reasons for them to say, we don't necessarily need to run the way the Pacers run. So I do expect this to be a game where the Nuggets are going to have uh, uh, to step up and, 
um, bring not necessarily an A game, but certainly more than they brought against the Wizards to right. um, to take this. But well, so where do you where do you stand with Indiana now after after this trade? Like, do you think this puts them into that tier of? Because I kind of felt like they were already in the tier below. The, they were they were below you know obviously Boston Milwaukee and Philly but they felt like they were in that you New have York, with the Knicks Cleveland yeah exactly right. kind of like right in that sort of tier does this does this trade put them now up closer or into that you know sort of top tier in the East or do you feel like no I, I think it helps them in the playoffs man like this is one of those things that helps keep you in that second tier in the playoffs right. it's how you avoid a first round it wins exit you, right it wins it wins you around in the playoffs I, I yes. agree with that whereas I don't know that you know. Um, obviously you want to end up in a four or five seed so you can uh, avoid those top three teams. I don't think the Pacers are going to be able to catch, um, Boston, Philly, or. No, uh, no. I mean, they're, they're only Milwaukee, what, five games over 500 right yeah, now. They're, like, they're right now in the, in the seventh seed. Right. So, uh, right. in about, about, yeah, a good five games back of Philadelphia, which is going to be, um, tough to overcome. Yeah, so I, I see them landing right there, and that you know maybe they see yeah exactly right now uh, they're in the plan. Does this trade probably get them out of the plan and maybe as a full playoff team, you know, jumping ahead of say Miami? Um, sure, I mean they're 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 tied with Miami right now in terms of record. I, I think they can certainly push past that team and get get themselves out of the plan with this trade. They're definitely a better team now with Pascal Siakam, but. I just don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I. I feel like they're still missing that third guy. And and you know, I mean, sometimes you don't have to have a third guy. Like who? Who's the third guy on Philadelphia? I don't really know. But they also have the MVP, so that you know that kind of right. changes things. Although Halliburton well. has been amazing. So when well, he's one of the guys. So yeah, it's Halliburton and Siakam. But who's you know who's your Brook Lopez or who's right. your you know, I guess essentially your Chris, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, or your Jalen Brown, which are one of those two guys you want to say is the third guy uh, in Boston. You know, like who's who's that guy who's kind of rounding it out for you in, in playing a huge role, kind of almost to the borderline all-star type of guy. You know, I, I just don't know that Indiana has anyone like that. And as good as Halliburton has been, like he's not as good as, as Joel Embiid. Nicole Jokic, Agreed. that type of that type of player, right? He's still not. He, he is. Guy he is not. He is not yet. Um, right. you know, and uh, Shai, uh, you know, Gilgis Alexander. He, yeah, Shai Gilgis Alexander, another great, another great example, or or even right now, you know, an Anthony Edwards type of guy. Like he's, he's well, but I I trust Halliburton to close probably more than I trust Ant to close. Like I think Ant's the better player, but Halliburton I don't think is as. The the wool I guess maybe I'm just yeah recency bias from watching the wolves lose tonight, right? You know, right. but you know I don't know how you blow that game, but the they have uh, the the Timberwolves are led by guys who blow crunch time minutes, like that's right. what they do, um, and right. I don't think the Pacers are there, but you still got to win those crunch time minutes, like it's not enough to not lose them, um, right. and so if in in the playoffs where teams try to close out Halliburton and be like beat me with miles turner like that's that's not a good yeah. that's not a good that. answer uh, you know yeah math okay. even so now yeah and so now you have siakam and like so maybe they, that gives you that second option but again yeah i, I still feel they're they're not quite there. and maybe Matherin ends up becoming that guy a little bit you he's know, really interesting to me i like him a lot yeah yeah for sure but like for right now he's not there yet so i, I don't see them as a top tier eastern team but now but certainly like 
very solidly in that in that uh, second tier, and and that really is the in that second tier right now. That the race is get to the four or five seats so you avoid the boss. Right, the you want to skip a top three. Yep. Right, and, and and then at least you know wait to see one of those teams until at least the second round, uh, and and take your chances against the Clevelands or New Yorks of the world. That's that's where Indiana wants to get. I think they I think they certainly could do that. You know, I I don't I don't know. I don't trust Cleveland or New York probably just any more than I trust Indiana at this point. You know, I think they they all have their flaws. They're all very good teams, but they all have their right. flaws, which is which is why they're a middle of the pack playoff team, right? Like that's uh, all those teams are, are are right there. So so Indiana certainly could get into that four seed, get into that five seed, and 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 make noise in the first round and get to a second round, and and you know and who knows maybe even upset. Uh, a team upset one of those top three seats, depending on who they get and, and the matchup. But um, I don't see them as a team that's like suddenly going to be, you know, threatening to make the finals come out of the East. No, the they're, they're not there yet. And and like I said, I don't even think they have the roster yet, but they have yeah. some interesting things that they could still do. So right. and if you, that's what I'm curious about. If you can retain Siakam in the in the offseason, you know, obviously he's gonna be a free agent, but you would you would yep. expect that if they traded for him and, and the narrative certainly has been put out there, probably by the team, but uh, the narrative has certainly been out there now that like this was the team that Siakam wanted to go to and, and there, you know, there's a high level of confidence that he will be back with them next season. So, you know, if you do that, okay, you know, you've got him and and you've got Halliburton, you've you're starting to put together um, a core that's still very young, you know, and, yeah. but has, but like young <laughs> veterans now. Right. And, and now you need to, now you need to find your MPJ, right. To add yep. to that group and, and take you to that next level. And then once you have that guy, then, you know, put, add, put, put those final touches, the Eric Gordon's, the Casey keys in there. Um, and you could get something, but they, they, they've definitely got the start of something uh, that's good enough to get to the playoffs, certainly uh, right now. And, and absolutely. You know, and, and, Make it fun basketball to watch in Indiana, which has been missing for 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 a bit at least, you know. So it's, I think I think it's a good trade for them. Like I said, I, I think they're definitely a better team. Uh, and if he resigns, they're absolutely a better yeah, team. Yeah, if, if like, he doesn't resign, then it's then it's terrible. But you know. Well, but it's it also they didn't give up anybody that they would have been trading in the off season necessarily. So, you, you know, they managed to keep Matherin right. and Walker and, you know. Because right, Bruce was going to be a free agent again at the end of the year yeah. anyways. Yeah, so. he, could, he could walk at the end of the year and, you know, that was going to happen. So, right. you know, in this sense, they didn't give up anybody that they needed for a trade piece later. So they still have their trade pieces to go add another guy. So right. for me, like, I think that was a good trade for them. I think Siakam and... um Halliburton to together should be really interesting. Uh, and now they just have to continue to round out the roster um, and learn how to win. Like learning how to win for a young team is, you know, that's not that easy. Yep. So I I'm there. They're just doing the steps that you got to do as a young squad to take your lumps, learn how to do some stuff, improve your roster, you know, and then you start seeing where you can go in the playoffs. So, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, and then, which will make for an interesting, uh, an interesting game here uh, tonight, Tuesday, uh, with, with the Nuggets, because you know it, it's another good measuring stick, uh, probably for both teams, more so probably for Indiana uh, with this new group, but but even also for the Nuggets. Like, hey, you're now you're on game four of a five game road trip. 
against yep. a quality team who's just brought in a new player. You're not going to have a ton of film to go off of and, and, and game plan with. So, like, it's it's really going to be, a, you know, I expect it to be more of a blacktop type, you know, old school free-flowing basketball game where where really the teams are you're just going to take what, what the teams give you and, and try and make most of it, which plays right in the hands of Nicole Jokic. Um plays right in the hands of Tyrese Halliburton. So it should yeah. be uh, it should be a very uh, very intriguing game. And we didn't get to see the Pacers with Halliburton, uh, nope. let alone Siakam last time. So so I really throw the last the last Pacers game. You can, you can throw that one entirely out. Uh, and this one will be a, a real good measure of of where the Nuggets stack up uh, against, like we said, maybe one of the more uh, up and coming teams out there in the East. All right. So the Nuggets then will finish it up on I think it's Thursday. Uh, against the New York Knicks, uh, solidly in the five seed out there in the East. The Knicks, uh, behind Jalen Brunson, have uh, looked continue to look better, but yet at the same kind of continue to look the same. Like I feel like the Julius Randle era Knicks four or five seed is like their peak, and that's just kind of what that's it's it's always been. Um, I don't know that it's different. They also, of course, made a big trade uh, recently, getting OG Ananobi from uh, from Toronto oh, as well as Toronto is is uh, clearly in a rebuild. Yeah, a great uh, a great trade for them. Really helped them upgrade uh, defensively on the wings. It's like you know, OG Ananobi's got to be like Tom Thibodeau's perfect player. Uh, so as long it, as he can stay healthy, yep. As long as he can stay healthy, playing you know however many minutes a game that Thibodeau's going to make him play. So it's another again another team in that middle of the pack of the East uh, making a trade to improve their roster, but still like yeah, I don't necessarily like if I were going to pick one team to win the four seed uh, in the East, I'd probably like the Knicks would probably be the team I'd say like they they Same. seem like the best of that group. But again, not a team that I'm looking at and saying, like, you're going to challenge Boston or Milwaukee or Philadelphia. Right. And, I mean, Brunson is just an outstanding player, right? right. He is an outstanding player. But I uh, Julius Randle is so hot and cold, especially when it comes to playoff performances. Right. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, I believe in some of the guys that they've got. I, I don't... Uh, I, I guess I I don't believe that in a playoff situation they're gonna have enough. Right. Um, because you know, if I mean, you I, stop, if you put the clamps on Brunson, like, what are you gonna do? You're you're basically defending. You're depending on Julius depending Randall, on Randall to be the guy, which, like you yes. said, yeah, is is a difficult proposition, especially as my a man scorer. can't shoot threes. Right, like the right. thing is, like if you stop Randall from getting to the bucket, I don't know what he does to you. So right. it's it's really uh, their setup is to be active as hell on defense and to let Brunson do everything. And I don't know that Brunson do everything is what you want in the playoffs. Um, but you know we'll we'll get the chance to see how much um, OG can raise their ceiling. Um, because I mean, he does shoot threes. Like that's the nice thing about OG. If you, if you just decide to leave him open to three, yeah, good luck, man. He's going to hurt you. Um, he makes his free throws. So you don't have, if you're, you can't be on the foul OG train, he's, he's not going to overshoot. He doesn't take a lot of shots out of rhythm, 
mostly he runs around on defense and scores enough. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's his gig. But he's not going to take over the offense if something happens to Brunson. Like if you can put two guys on Brunson for the playoffs and just run him through screen after screen after screen. You know, is Brunson going to get tired in games four and five of that series? Or you even, know, I'm trying to think of, you know, I'm obviously paying way more attention to the West uh, than I do the East. I'm trying to think of, like, you know, the teams. Like, I can think of, like, if they were playing, if you were going to go up against the Minnesota, for example, um, and obviously they wouldn't in the playoffs unless it was in the finals, but a team, a guy like that, who can, a team that can put, like, a guy like a Jaden McDaniels uh, and, and defend you with that. Somebody who can take their two guard, who is a, a defense first ace. The Nuggets would do this too with Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, but it's going to take their, their defensive first two guard and be like, we're going to put him on Brunson and clamp him up. Uh, and right. like, you know, if, if Dante DiVincenzo is going to kill us because our, our point guard is defending him, then like, so be it. We'll live with that. You know what I mean? And, and, and you're going to run into those teams uh, eventually. I mean, you can run into that team against Boston. You know, Boston is certainly uh, a team that could do that to you. They could be perfectly fine. Like we're going to put Drew Holiday on Dante DiVincenzo and uh, we're going to make, we're going to put Jalen Brown on, on, on Jalen Brunson and, and make him earn it. And if a team can do that, which I think can give Brunson some troubles, um, then, then you're really, then you're really hurt. You know, and uh, particularly if it's a team who also has somebody at the rim, who is also going to make it difficult uh, for, for Brunson to finish at the rim. If you, if you've got a good solid rim protector there who can prevent him from getting into the lane, you know, especially in the playoffs when everything kind of grinds down to that yep. half court grinded out game where guys are getting set up at time to get set up in the paint first uh, in our, and every single, every single play, the game plan is going to be stop Brunson first. Yeah, I, I can see that getting – it's exactly what I think Becky Hammond was getting at when, you know, she made the, the controversial statement about you're not going to win a, a championship with a guy that small. Like, that's, I think, well, exactly as your what best she's player. As your best player. As your, like, best, as your best, best player. player. Yeah. Because that's what like, happens. You just put size on him and you put size in front of him and suddenly it's a lot harder for him to score and then it's like, and now what? So, again, unless you're Steph Curry and you're like, well, I'll just bomb threes from 30 feet out, like – what are you going right, to do? Right, but Steph's, Steph's still that? bigger. Like, that's my right, thing yeah, is Steph, Steph is still, still bigger than Brunson. Yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, the, the Brunson experiment is is really a matter of – I think he's an outstanding player, but I don't think he's got the cast. He's one of those guys who would be the one of the best Robins in the league, but it's hard for me to see sure. him as Batman taking everybody. Um, yeah. And, I mean, maybe he can. But there's going to have to be another level he finds in his game to do that. And he's already been great. I'm like, I don't know how much more you can ask Jalen Brunson to do at this point. He's a tremendous player. Um, right. But I, in the playoffs, size does matter. Um, and especially since he's going to be playing a lot of teams that do have that size, both in wing defenders and inside. I, I'm not sure what it is that he's going to do to overcome that. So, but I mean, maybe we'll find out when the Nuggets play. The Nuggets have plenty of size on the wing. They've got, you know, tough rebounders. They've got guys that can hassle Randall. They've got, you know, um, and KCP is going to chase Brunson around all night. And KCP is bigger than Brunson. So what do you got? Yeah, the Nuggets are really that. It's going to be a great matchup in that sense. Exactly as you 
uh, as included because when you think about a Julius Randle, they can just throw Aaron Gordon on. Um, right. And they'll feel perfectly fine with that. You're, the Knicks are going to have to figure out how to, you know, stop Nicole Jokic with Isaiah Hartenstein, which is as good as Hartenstein's been this year. He's not going to stop. Well, and Hart, Hart knows Jokic, and Jokic knows Hart. Right. So, right. like, knowing knowing Jokic does not help you in this instance. It only right, makes yeah, you more right. aware of how hard you're going to make this on you. Exactly. Like, these guys have practiced with each other plenty enough to uh, Jokic. And Jokic knows exactly how to beat Hart. Uh, yep. every single time, you know, but so then uh, but going back to the, even that defensive side, like you said, you put KCP on Brunson, uh, you're fine with Jamal Murray defending Dante DiVincenzo and, yep. uh, you know, to the Knicks credit, OG Ananobi will help them against Michael Porter Jr. For sure. But, um, you know, again, if, if KCP locks up Brunson, how are you going to score? Uh, that's, that's what they're going going to be up against. And, and the thing about that trade too is it took a lot of their punch, their scoring punch off their bench. Like they don't. I'm not. I'm not a huge RJ Barrett believer, right? But uh, you don't have that guy. You don't have him. In That's what he did, or, though, like, right? Yeah, right, yeah, he exactly. Did that like them. now you're, yeah, you're you're don't have. I mean, you're you're basically your best score off your bench is is Precious Achua, which is uh, a dicey proposition or josh hart i guess give me the other guy you look at you both both guys like not somebody you want uh, as your six man score off the bench right like that would be right the you, well and and the knicks the knicks play slow man like the thing is that the knicks play at sure. the speed the nuggets play at they're not speeding the nuggets up so like you know i mean they're both like bottom five teams in pace so if you're just going to try to run half court sets the the nuggets will hang with you all night this is their bread and butter like you're you're right. asking the Nuggets to play to their strengths. Like what the what the uh, Knicks have been is a very good defensive unit that uh, grabs a ton of rebounds, um, and is driven by a point guard who doesn't get you know all that many assists. Right. So uh, because and you know part of that is pace because you're not playing that fast, so you're not going to get that many assists. Um, but that's not their kind of ball. They don't move the ball around. That's that's not their gig. So you're not going to put any pressure on the Nuggets to keep up with you in those situations. So I just – the 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 Knicks are a good defensive squad, but I don't think that they're built for the kind of game that the Nuggets bring. So we'll see. I mean, if, if they can harass the ball out of Murray's hands, maybe they got something. But, again, then you just have Jokic bring the ball to the court. He doesn't care. Right. Yep. Like, what, what's the matter to him? Yeah, one hundred percent. Now um, it is that it is the end of a long road trip, though. So that is yeah, the thing where, you know, you don't necessarily know how much energy the Nuggets going to have, how much they have to give to Indiana, you know, right. in that in that game. So uh, I think both games, both of those games on this road trip are winnable for Denver, but it it's the end of a road trip in somebody else's house. Um, they've already played the Pacers once, so the Pacers have seen them very recently while the nuggets will not have seen what the Pacers usually do. So I, that, you know, those are going to be some interesting things to look at. Yeah. It's a tough week for the nuggets in general. They got the, the, these two road games uh, to close it out. And then oftentimes with with a road trip, the hardest game of the road trip, this is one of Scott Hastings uh, favorite saying the hardest game of road trips, the first game back, which in the nuggets case uh, happens to be a mid matinee game against the Sixers. So like on national television, so like that's 
uh, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's going to be a tough week if they can if they can come out of this week two and one. Uh, I think I think I'd be pretty happy, especially if one of those games is that uh, that home game against Philadelphia. Because despite because because the funny thing about that Philadelphia game is because the narrative is out there now so much about Embiid uh, ducking good teams on the road, and then specifically now the narrative is out there about him ducking Jokic and Denver. Like I absolutely expect Embiid to play that game and, and, and yes. put up fifty. So yes, that Jokic that he's going to want it, and but again, the fact that the Nuggets already lost one to them like a week ago is going to make the Nuggets want it too. So I am very curious. That's, that's a, that game, like these are all, um, you know, appetizers before you get to that. So I'm just hoping that the Nuggets, you know, do a good job. Enjoy this week. Um, But I I really hope they have something left in the tank when they get back against the Sixers. And it's, it's home against the Bucks and then after Thunder, it's a good. Oh, it's a, uh, they said on the start of the road trip that, you know, I, and the Nuggets acknowledge it. They're like, this is a very tough stretch. Right. Like, they we finally... get two home games against Portland, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Portland, Portland does, yeah, does that, that part's there nice. There at the end. Uh, at the end of next week. But, yeah, it's um, it's a tough stretch. It's a tough no, stretch nothing but contenders. Nothing but, like, contenders mm-hmm. for two, three weeks. And it's right. it's kind of fun because the Nuggets are getting up for these games. Right. So that's yeah. nice. You know, but now we'll see exactly what they've got to do um and if they can keep their consistency for the whole week so far i love what they did last week they didn't play enough defense against the sixers but otherwise it was a really good game came down to the last minute still it was two buckets until like you know right. 20 seconds to go so yeah, and then they uh and then they, they held boston to 100 and washington to 104 and i know yep. washington's not a good team but washington does typically score Typically, Washington and get leaves. out in transition. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, Nuggets they, they didn't give them any like opportunities. Twenty-five to, to one ten or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's been good for them. All right, we're gonna close it up with this. Julian Strother is still out against. He's listed as out uh, against Indiana. I don't, I don't know if I've even seen him <laughs> on the bench on this road trip or not. Um, but Gordon, do you start to get concerned? Because it's been. It's been a good two weeks. When was the last time he played? He went out on the fourth. He played the fourth, and then he was out on the injury report the fifth, I think. Okay. And I don't remember – I don't, like, honestly remember something happening in a game when, like, he saw him get, like, you know, injured. and was like, okay, there, he banged knees or whatever it was. You know, They said right. he banged knees, but, like, I don't really, you know, remember much of that. Uh, right. like not, nothing that you like, he didn't go down in a heap or anything. It's right. not like they and carried him been, off the floor. It's been a full 17, 17 days now since yeah. you know, he's been out. That's, that's yeah. so, do, you, do you start to get concerned that like maybe something more is going on with Julian? Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's just, you know, I, I keep looking over my shoulder for nug life all the time. So <laughs> right. this, this would not be new. Um, but. Uh, anytime you miss actually more like three weeks, you're like, did you pop a meniscus? Did you strain right. something? Have an MCL problem? Did you get a deep patellar, you know, um, issue or like what, what's going on, my friend? So, and the Nuggets are always cagey about how their guys are doing, but Julian right. is not in the doubtful category. Julian has been out, 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 out early. They aren't right. even they aren't even waiting for game time to be like nah two days from now he's still gonna be out. Right. Yeah. He's so firmly been, been out. Yeah. Firmly from, on from the injury moment, report. 
the injury report gets published, it's he's out. Yeah, it's not like questionable or doubtful or anything. It's out. So for me, I uh, I mean, I don't think you can just throw him back in the games either. I kind of expect yeah. him to send him down for a couple of games to the G League to see if you can, you know, get him a, right. uh, some in-game action to get his legs back before he steps into real games. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not concerned in a, uh, you know, did he really mess himself up for the year? But I would like to see him back. And the Nuggets would like to see him back. Yeah. And the fact that he's been out, like you said, what, 17, 18 days now? Yeah. That's that's starting to become a, a length of time where, you know, you wonder what else it is that, that he actually did to his D. Right. Yeah. A bruise can only last for so long, you know. So, like, what what else could it be if it's if it's not just uh, he banged his knees, he's got a real bad, you know, bone bruise or something Right. Like you strain an MCL, what'd you do? Right. Like, right. So, right. you hyperextend your knee a little bit? What's going on? And the thing about it that, that just kind of hurts him right now is obviously Christian Brown is we talked about this last week, but he's he's continued to kind of struggle. He had a good game. Um against Philly, right? He's about the only guy who played well. Um uh, yep. I think out of that bench group with, with against uh, against Philly. Um but otherwise, uh well Reggie Jackson played right that game too. But otherwise, you know, there hasn't been uh, a lot to write home about with Christian and then and then Justin Holiday is just um for whatever reason, it's just not basically kind of been just they've, they've elected to not replace Julian in the rotation with Justin Holiday. They just kind of eliminated uh, that. That was rotation minutes, the, right? Which is weird to me. Right. You have Justin Holiday for this reason. Yeah, he's like, been fine. You added him, and he's been fine. So I'm not sure why why Holiday is not playing. Right. But um, maybe that's coming up here, you know, where they're going to start extending that. Because, I mean, now that you can't run – um. Uh, Naji really anymore like who else are you going to go to and I mean Holiday is a vet he knows what to do he knows where to be he's probably not going to be that impactful on the score sheet but he can handle his rotations so you always have Jay Huff I know yeah gotta gotta let the guy who looks like he's about 39 years old (laughs) step in and play center for you oh good old Jay Huff looks like he's like a a district attorney who's got way too, or a public defender with way too many cases. Uh, right. But I, but even so, like, I, and the, the, the problem that you run into with these guys for Denver is, you know, Colin Gillespie and uh, Jalen Pickett and Jay Huff have not seen minutes. You know, we haven't had Hunter. I know you've um, seen a lot of G League time, though. But well, they yeah, happen. but they Those were awesome in point. the G League. Yeah, right, right. They dominate. Uh, like they're they're too good for the G League. Like those guys are really good, but it's just they they don't have time to work them in right now. Um, that's not a right. thing that they can that they can really afford to do. So right, and Jay Hunt, they're probably not too worried about. Like Hunter Tyson and Jalen Pickett, sure, those guys are guaranteed contracts and draft picks. But you know these uh, right. Gillespie and Huff and Key, they're they're two way guys like they're. Yeah, probably Huff is that. Huff is there in case DeAndre has something bad happen to him. Right, right. He's a and I, and I, I, that's he's 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 break glass in case of injury, and that's right. fine. I have no problem with that. Um, uh, but I don't I don't see him getting minutes outside of that. Um, and Hunter Tyson, I actually thought we might see more of as Zeke can't do his job. But no, and also now that. with uh, no, also with Julian Strother out, and you not playing Justin Holiday, like right. 
it's it's interesting that yeah, you know, that Hunter Tyson, neither Hunter Tyson or even Braxton Key. Yeah, at Braxton Key, I again, again, there's he's a two way player, so you're limited to the number of games you can play him. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, not now. I mean, technically, yeah, at this point, yeah, at this point, he's good. Yeah, he can play the rest of the season pretty much. You're right. Like, you're right. Um, but you know, the fact that they've gone to neither one of those guys. Uh, right. Just like I said, just essentially been like, all right, we'll just go to a nightmare <clears> rotation, <throat> and, and that could be somewhat of what we've talked about. Is that it, it's January, right? At this point, you're you're kind of locking in with like this is the group we're gonna play with. Um, right. So at some point, they might be like, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna bring another guy in, and that might be why they're really kind of staying away from Justin Holiday as well. Uh, but it's just it just is curious to me that you were playing a ten man rotation, and then when Julian went down. Uh, they didn't try and replace him. They just they just went to a nine. It's curious, particularly with the game that Julian's now been out, you know, like you say, going on 18 days here. So um, if you knew back then he was going to be out for what looks like at least three weeks, you know, wouldn't you think maybe we'll we'll figure out somebody else to phone in the rotation, which they have not right. done. Right. So. And maybe they didn't know, right? Like maybe yeah, this is just a situation where they were not aware that that could be happening. Right. All right. We'll tell you what. We will go ahead and we'll close out the show right there make sure you guys are following us on twitter i'm at zach Mikosh gordon is at g money nugs follow at denver stiffs and at mile high sports that's where you guys will get uh all the best nuggets coverage especially if you you know give a shout out to mile high sports as well our our quote unquote parents company absolutely um, ryan blackburn does a great job over there on the nuggets coverage as well he is like he's our like uh he's our our beat guy by extension um so if you're looking for <laughs> you know Guys who are there in the arena every day, uh, Ryan's going to be your guy for that. So make sure you're you're following him. I don't know he's at NBA Blackburn, so give give Ryan a follow uh, as well. Not that he needs any more. Guy's got like twenty thousand or something. I was going to say I think he's doing all right, but still, if you aren't there, you should be there. <laughs> you should be there. All right, everybody. Well, with that, we will talk to you uh, next week. This is-